0: That's a lot simpler than Discord. I wish I was like, I wish I liked the way Discord looked. I wish we were gamers, but truly with none of the effort, honestly. I'm just, yeah, I'm not a gamer. I wish I was. But I also kind of don't because Zach's a gamer and he can just handle that. There can only be one. It really only can be one. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we should introduce ourselves. Um, my name is Sumita. My name is Sutharshana. We're sisters and we're originally from Massachusetts and we're here to talk to everyone about something really near and dear to the heart of a lot of people from Massachusetts. Um, it's not Fenway Park or Gillette Stadium or even the museums, you know, Faneuil Hall or anything like that. Um, I'm obviously, I mean, it's pretty obvious what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Jordan's Furniture. An iconic place. Filled furniture with store, <laughs> furniture, experiences, family trips, fights, etc. cetera. And also just culturally so significant and really gets overlooked. It's like when you think of... When I think back to my childhood and how many trips were punctuated by a visit to the IMAX theater at Jordan's Furniture, a trip for our parents to like look at and argue over furniture, Jelly Bean World. If you were in Southern Massachusetts, you had the, the Jordans that was in Stoughton, which I believe had the mom experience, which was like. It was like IMAX 3D before IMAX 3D. <laughs> there was also one in Randolph, which had a different experience. When you say "mom experience," are you talking about like a breeding ground for Karens or just like IMAX? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it was like an. <laughs> yeah, it was the pre Karen version. Um. Oh no! Apparently, according to Wikipedia. On Mother's Day, 1992, the Motion Odyssey movie, Mom, opened in the Avon store. Avon, sorry, not in Stoughton, but it's right next to Stoughton. What is the Motion Odyssey, wait, Motion Odyssey what? Movie. (laughs) So what is it? So it's basically just like, it's basically just 3D movies before like we knew what they were. 3D movies before we had discovered that there are 3Ds. This <laughs> is like, it was a phenomenon, like, and then there was, of course, like, they tied it in with the movie theaters, which is what made it so great because you could just go, and see a movie, but they made you walk through the entire furniture store, and each store had like a different vibe. So the one that we always went to, in Natick, that one was new orleans themed so they would give you beads <laughs> they gave <laughs> beads they gave like you would walk <laughs> through this rotating door but it wasn't just any rotating door it was like the, the ground was, it yeah was the size of like it was huge and even the drive up there so there's not like the drive up there do you <laughs> remember it was up it was on this like gilded hill yeah it was like a slanted because it, and, and it definitely gave you like okay because like, here's picture this it's route nine right like it's the mall the native connect native collection as they tried to call it but like it's really the Natick mall. The native collection shows the tenacity of the people of Massachusetts to resist change, <laughs> to resist completely resist change. <laughs> so no, so so it's route nine, right? You've got like you You've got, like, across the street from Jordan's Furniture, there's the Walmart, and there there used to be, like, a Kmart. Now it's gone. That was, like, inside a little bit. You had to, like, go inside Shopper's Plaza or whatever, Shopper's World. But, like, the Jordan's Furniture was, like, up. It was grandiose. Like, the whole thing was an experience. Was it it truly, like, a uh, a message of, like, mid-2000s just – opulence that could only sustain for so long but Jordan's is sustained by being really smart at business exactly they know their target audience I think I think they they took they took our desire for like hyper local like cultural offerings and really brought it into this furniture experience it wasn't honestly like And they had so much furniture, like every different style you could imagine, every different type of furniture. They had rooms and rooms and rooms of furniture. And it was like truly an experience. Like we would go on like a Saturday afternoon because our temple was like a few towns over from the Jordans. And then on the way home, it would be like, well, we want jelly beans at Jelly Bean World. And that meant, and also obviously beads. Like, I think I really took to the idea of beads immediately. We had so many in the house. Like when, when we were cleaning the house to sell it, I found a box that mom had kept of those Mardi Gras beads. And I was Where like, did you keep all the beads. <laughs> like one of, those, one of those little plastic boxes full of beads. And I was like, but why? <laughs> I asked her too, I was like, do you want to get these? And she was like, no, it's time to give them up. And it was like, should we give them back to Jordan's furniture? We should donate them to Jordan's furniture. But there's so much more, like there's so much more to the story of Jordan's than just this opulent furniture story. It was also like, so ours, okay. So ours was Mardi Gras themed, right? Um, the Natick one. And Reddit. then, like, other ones had different themes, I think. One was, like, an enchanted village, I think. Yeah, they had the Christmas thing. And then, according, this Wikipedia is great, honestly. Shout apparently- out Wikipedia, donate to them. I donate to Wikipedia, like, almost every year. If not every year, I think I donate to them. No, they're good. So, apparently, um, apparently, uh, the um, the Reading one has, like, a it used to have like a water show. It was called Splash. Wait, there's one in Reading and in Randolph. No, the Ran, there's one in Reading. Oh, oh, Reading. Sorry. I don't know why I thought it was in Randolph. Okay. Honestly, no offense to the people of Massachusetts, but like I've been to Reading and it would be easy to confuse it with Randolph. It's all the states or all the states, all the little towns that are like up there. But I mean, to be like perfectly honest with y'all, we're from like greater Boston. So which means we're excessively asshole-ish, I think. I think so too. We have that like- Side note, side note. I have since, Sumida and I both don't live in Boston anymore like, or Massachusetts. And I am now in Minnesota, which as people keep telling me is like, oh, everyone is Minnesota nice here, Minnesota nice. But I'm like, what is Minnesota nice? Because someone- that at my work I was talking and I was saying like oh you know um oh like what are the things you've noticed about Minnesota and I was like oh blah 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 people drive really badly here etc etc and then and then I go yeah the other thing is I notice everyone's kind of like passive aggressive like that is that that must be that Midwest thing I wonder if I come off as kind of direct here and someone just looks at me and goes yeah, some people might think you're rude. And I was like, oh, that's the passive aggressive. That's just, yeah. I live in the Pacific Northwest now and I think it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it's rough. It's different. It's different. You get used to it after a while, but it's like, you know, nothing beats just, nothing beats just the energy of Barry and- What is the other twin's name of Jordan? Mary and Elliot. Elliot Elliot. Kings. Well, so, anyways, so these furniture kings. Tycoons. um, Like, yeah. So, okay. So their story is like interesting too. Uh, Wait, okay. Listen to this. In 1987, they opened the Avon location. So that was the first one. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess the the Nashua one was the first one, technically. Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah, shouts out New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire, Shout out Nashua. So, but um, Barry and Elliot um, built the Avon one in 1987, and apparently they caused the largest traffic jam ever recorded on Route 24. Oh, <laughs> Route 24. And then Barry and Elliot had to go on the radio to beg people not to come. Oh my god! Wait, what what was- a way to drum up business. Okay, so business pioneers. Okay, business pioneers. They're fucking girl boss. Oh, sorry. Are we allowed to swear? I think we're allowed to swear. I've decided already. Um. So, wait, but what I don't understand is in 1987, what was causing people to be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my shit over furniture today"? Because that was like the era of like, you know how we love the mall as like mall is life um no you know how we love the mall it's like they I think back then like a sick new furniture store opening was like that was life that was like the deal like you know how our parents love like Ethan Allen furniture yes like that means something to them to us we're like have you not heard of one Ikea one essential have you not heard of Facebook Marketplace Have you not heard of stuff that you found on the street that you kind of like belongs to your neighbor so you know it's legit and you just take it? Oops, sorry. I was holding a crystal and I dropped it. Sorry for that loud noise. Um, Are we doing ASMR? Yeah, I'm doing ASMR also, in addition to talking about this furniture extravaganza. Mm -hmm. But the reason, honestly, that we're gathering for this podcast is not just to like tell the story of Jordan's, but to, I don't know, like talk about Massachusetts. I miss it all the time. I wanted just a chance to talk about it and maybe to talk with some friends, too, about their experiences going there. Because if there's one thing we can all say as New Englanders, it's that we've been to Jordan's Furniture. And the, and the hard thing I is, you know, I really think so. And the hard thing about moving away is that it is, I think, I think it is impossible to, to describe it to people. Like I was, even today, earlier today, I was excited about recording this podcast. So I was trying to explain what we were gonna do and I couldn't even come up with words. All I could say was, it's a Mardi Gras themed furniture store that also has an IMAX theater and also a Kelly's Roast Beef and Jelly Bean World. <laughs> like we forgot- I've never about been that. to the Kelly's Roast Beef. Oh, one of the locations had a trapeze school that I went to for a birthday party. Yes. Um, that like, I don't remember that. Time definitely it was like a Fuddruckers, which is like, who's heard of that in 2022? That always reminds me of that Luke Wilson movie, Idiocracy. I know, yeah. Yeah. And Dax Shepard shouts out to a fellow podcast king. Is Dax Shepard a podcast king? So there's no. He has like one of the most popular podcasts. Okay, at Dax Shepard. Come on this podcast. Talk about like, I don't know. Have you ever been to Jordan's Furniture, Dax? Let us know. Let us know. Plants got it. What is it? Plants crave it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Brondo. I think that movie scared me. side note again, sorry for so many sidebars, but no, I think this podcast is going to be a lot of sidebars. It's going to be a lot of us talking. I mean, we're like, I'm so excited to just talk about so much has happened at this furniture store and just like it marks such a, I don't know, just such a period of my life. But, okay, side note on that, if, as we're talking about, like, 2000s culture, when you – I remember, like, you got that movie from the store, from – mediocracy. Yeah, you got it from not Blockbuster, but the – Hollywood so what- Video? Video in Needham. <laughs> and, and then you were watching it, I think, like, with your friends, and I was, like – I used to watch – I mean, that maybe knows this, but probably also doesn't remember. I used, when she would watch, like, grown-up movies, I would, I would watch around the corner in the, like, TV room. I didn't I watched, know like- that. You did? No, I didn't know that. I, like, watched it, and then it scared me because, like, because... I- I was, a, I was a Wally kid. Like, Wally also, like, put me into a place of, like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Which but is, like, really I cool. watched Wally as a child. It actually changed the trage- trajectory of our family, like, irref- irrevocably. Because she- After that, we Yeah. Crying, like, hysterically. Like, I didn't even watch it with her. Because we're six years apart. So, like, I was not even around. All I knew was, like, I- One day she was like crying, sobbing because she saw Wally. It's like, she's devastated. And then the next week, like action had been taken and a huge compost bin was like put proudly into our front yard. Which like we used, we really did. Yeah, but used for like till they moved out of that house. And it's like, that's what's insane to me because I enacted change on a small level. (laughs) Yeah, you enacted local change, like local look, like. Getting that compost bin was such a like lol too because I don't well anyways so yeah the the compost bin is a defining factor but also so yeah that movie used to scare me but then on the same topic I feel like idiocracy and like I remember once you also rented like scary movie or something like all those movies that were like that Mm -hmm. like the parody ones like it was like scary movie and then like great movie or like epic movie or something like there were were a bunch like that and I used to like sneakily watch them and like be quiet and then like if anybody saw me I would just like duck into mom's room oh my god classic older sibling younger sibling Diane. I didn't even know you did that I yeah I would just
1: I was into all
0: the subversive content not that that was really very subversive but like I was just into like shocking mom and dad with my antics which we'll probably, we'll get into. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But like, no, those movies were such, like, they they'll, they will not make movies like that anymore, I think. Um Yeah, most of them are probably like horrific now. Yeah. Idiocracy still kind of holds up. Like, it's kind of. I watched it a few years ago. Maybe like, I watched it more recently, like a year or two ago. You did? I was like, okay, it's still like, because I was, I don't know, I was hanging out with somebody that hadn't watched it or something and they- wanted to so we watched it and i was like okay it's it's pretty, still pretty like i don't know it's just makes me nervous because i'm like I, I feel like we're edging oh my god sorry i feel like we're edging closer to this than i need to stop me. dropping crystals i'm sorry i love to hold them in my hands <laughs> uh. Like now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that was iconic. Like we were all like, I wanted to wear low rise pants and I was like barely like eight. I was just like, like, like give me one of those push up bras with the like mad padding on the side. Like, (laughs) like Victoria's Secret is like going under now, I think, because people aren't even wearing bras at this point. Uh, Yeah, I haven't worn a bra in... Like, I really- Since our global pandemic- Since our global pandemic. I basically have just- (laughs) That was my burning of the- I've said no thank you, ma'am. But, like, I think about, like, I mean, another amazing um, content creator who I, like- Deeply admire is Jenna Marbles because, like, I mean, she lasted on the internet. Like, I know she's not active now, but like, she lasted on the internet for so long. But if you go back and look at her like older videos, there was one that I remember watching in um, middle school that was like how to like contour your boobs. And she wore, she wore like two bras on top of each other and like safety pin them in the back. So, that they made like a racer back and they used to sell stuff like that. They used to sell it made like that. And then, like, and then like contour with like makeup and everything. And I was like, nobody would do that now. Like, literally, that era is gone. And like, as much as the Z, the Gen Zs want to say that like um, 2000s fashion is back, I'm like, unless you're willing to like racer back your bra by putting like some random, like, I used to take a hair tie and like tie it together.
1: Yeah, Unless you're you willing to
0: bring back, like, what you're trying, I feel like what you're trying to say is, like, you can bring back elements of the look, but you Nobody- can't bring back the misogyny and rampant, just, like, right. anything, like, just, like, assault on, like, women and women's bodies hey, the like, 2000s was, like, in its, like, in its genuine nature, it was an insane time, like, it was so playboy-esque like everything about it was like like big this like like big makeup big hair big titties like what yeah oh it's so strange to think about now because I'm like now I feel like I mean not that anything has really changed ever but at least the style has changed I mean they that we can thank we can thank Kim for that but like that's another topic altogether sorry I got really sidetracked no that's not sidetracked I feel like that's accurate it's just like 2000s culture will be a large focus probably of this podcast because that's when we both grew up um and also I feel like that kind of ties in with going to the mall because like nowadays I mean Jordan was also inextricably linked to going to the mall like it's it is it's like it and the mall are are one or if not them all you're going to a barnes and nobles right. you're going to a best buy you're right. going to temple like we said that was an experience you're going to what were the restaurants near there oh the big poppy ortiz had a restaurant there for a while on that strip that nothing screams 2000 more like a big poppy there was what was out there there's pro. Was there a cheesecake factory? I feel like maybe. maybe cheesecake factory, which is another yet another like monolith, I guess, of like two thousand. What did you call it? You call it like opulent? I read this. Once. I'm gonna have to. We'll have to cite it, find it, and cite it in the show notes. I want was it, it might have been from Jezebel or like Gawker. I forget, but it was this article I read of all about how, um, two like this like. The cheesecake factory is kind of this last, this relic of like mid 2000s, pre um, like pre uh, economic collapse, recession, opulence, yeah. exactly. Exactly, and it really is. And it's, I, I'll have to find the article, and whoever wrote it is a genius. Um, yeah, I but find it now, but yeah, uh, it's it just really goes in and it, it's really true. Like there was a certain look to, you're right. There was a sheen on everything in the 2000s that had this, like, it was, it was, yeah, it was Paris Hilton. It was Nicole Richie. It was ankle tattoo. It was, it was like almost, it low was, rise jean. It was so much like, it was almost like, like parrot like it was almost like a parody yeah like it really was I don't know it was so over the top like I, f- I feel like when people say like 80s was over the top like big hair big shoulder pads everything I guess like yeah the fashion cycles and the trend cycles are pretty much like 20 years apart yeah so you could say that the 2000s and like now the 2020 2020s geez um are the same but I feel like the 2020s have been a little bit dampened by COVID, of course. But that, that like, I think it was just that enthusiasm for just everything. Like, what was, I mean, what was the decor trends, like, Sumita? Because I feel like you'll remember those more. Oh, my God. I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives of New Jersey old episodes. And I feel like I remember, like, it was... Teresa Judice's mausoleum house in New Jersey. It was sequins. It was modern furniture, but like not done very well. Like uh, even at Jordan's, I feel like okay. The what was the furniture we big like? I mean, big squashy couches, sectionals, like huge sectionals, right? My par- but like our parents, my parents. Pfft, our parents. Um also what was I gonna say? Our parents, like yeah, it's like their taste in furniture, they love like big squashy, like they love like a like a because we're all like kind of like short and tiny. And so it's like I feel like we like to have oversized furniture to like play with perspective a little. <laughs>
1: But yeah. especially
0: like our dad, he loves. He really loves to feel like. He loves to just like he loves to make sure there's enough room for himself. I I don't know I I don't know if it's just my perspective as like a city dweller or something, but I really feel like the the American fast casual restaurant has kind of gone out of style. <laughs> Sorry, that's just so off track. I'm sorry. It just like who I don't know anybody who goes to like TGI Fridays. And that was a mainstay of our childhood. I love TGI Fridays. Oh my God. A friend of mine, shout out um to this person. Or I mean, I guess we can probably like say a first name, right? Shout out Nate. Like for he they sent me this meme. Um and it was uh like the cup of mud and i remember was thinking about how when i would go to tgi fridays oh i would like long to go to tgi fridays i would we would head on over there and i would get myself mozzarella sticks and get myself i.e like mom and dad would get it for me because i was like seven what? mozzarella sticks and to finish off like the oreo cup of mud and it was uh, like when i say there's no better <laughs> better meal to me like like, like honestly, it was that, and then like I, th- I don't know if this is a regional thing, but I hope it is. But friendlies too. Oh my god, friendlies. Friendlies was like they got that monster Sunday. Oh okay, like, like, that's just in there. Like, come on, that's so good. The monster mash Sunday was fucking iconic, and also we like l- better not be sleeping on watermelon roll, which was literally oh. spelled watermelon roll no no r no r in sight water watermelon roll and it was my favorite dessert it was like three layers of sherbet with chocolate chips and it looks like a piece of watermelon and it was watermelon sherbet it was so delicious i like crave it every day so good Oh, I love friendlies. But no, I'm I'm even thinking like even the beds and stuff like they bought from there, or just like going in there. It would always be like like so matchy matchy. Like everything. I mean, I know that's basically a furniture set and it's still the same. But it's all the settings were really like fun. They were like very vastly different by And, and I feel like our parents always went for the like really traditional not even traditional like like I remember um I remember like our like my like childhood bedroom furniture which we had up until they sold the house it was it lasted pretty long and they and then they sold it to someone who is going to use it for their kids so like that's pretty good actually so point to Jordan for like and I guess some sort of environmentalism (laughs) but um I mean it's long-lasting furniture it's quality furniture it is very quality so um they they always had these these like knobs on the dresser with with like little ornate little carvings. And then the, the dresser would have like that that fluted edge kind of thing, and it would just have like all sorts of little curves and twists and turns and it was very like very like like frilly, like it was so like girly and frilly. I don't know. I I I feel like that's what they always lean towards. Mom and dad, yeah, definitely. Like these, uh, and I feel like I've I've definitely heard Paw being like he like talk about like a little like he'll talk about like random details. Like like you know the dining table that they have. <laughs> You'll be like the claw one the of claw- the most ornate dining tables. It has a. Cl- it has like two like sets of claw feet. It's so it is like so over the top. Wait, or does no- it have one claw foot or two claw feet? All the or those two chairs on the end, yeah, end cap chairs for the head of the table of your formal dining room. So, like, those ones have the like claw feet on them. And then, and then apparently it has like, you know, it has extra leaves. Like, well, yeah, that's the whole thing about it that makes it the most like interesting furniture piece in our parents' home is because it didn't fit in the dining room. Like, it, in its smallest shape could kind of barely fit in our dining room but my dad wanted it and it had leaves that could extend out but there was nowhere in our house where we could fit it so it just had like two extra leaves to make it for 12 people and it just like couldn't I I honestly think that it's like that dining table truly belonged in like someone's formal like long dining room however comma it was in our house and like somehow it really like it didn't work there but it did work there like it was just like it was just as mismatched as like us you know yeah it was like it was kind of it was kind of a big like it was kind of a big fuck you to like any sort of like I don't know because because when I think of like a formal dining table like that and honestly like that table did have it just had like such it had like the vibe that you needed to like set the table and all that yeah and so when I think about that I always think like of decorum and rules and like being stuck like that yeah I feel like having it in our house was more like a like we could do whatever we want like your traditional rules are over oh yeah our house was kind of I mean yeah it had beautiful pieces of furniture but also very like different yeah different styles it was kind of like a museum it it was kind of we had a lot of like curio cabinet they they got that curio cabinet from jordan's too it also was too tall for our house um jordan's is iconic forever did i say that already yes probably 500 times but anyway um yeah they had to like chain it to the to the wall it would well, fall that's just over. to protect the items inside that are of value, no, because it was too heavy, it was gonna fall over. <laughs> it was too top heavy It was too top heavy to me that, that that's like the whole the sort of busty it was- curio cabinet. <laughs> the whole like story and then, and then Paul like rigged up a chain. like I remember we went to like we went to Home Depot and we bought like some chain and you know the other thing about Home Depot is like i mean it's a it's an amazing place. We could talk about Home Depot too but like Home Depot just sells chain like loose. you could just buy however much you want I love Home Depot that's another bastion of our childhood It's like trips to Home Depot with dad where it meant that he would get you something cool on the way home like either or I mean first of all it's an opportunity to put 700 paint swatches in your pocket for no reason I used to collect them thinking I was gonna like paper my wall with them but like but why? it's like, why would you ever do that? Because you know what children are? Essentially, they're just like mag- magpies, yeah. magpies, with like more, a little tiny bit more intelligence, but probably not. No, I was, I was kind of like, how ex- I think I just remember collecting them. And like, <laughs> I'm like, do you not realize they're giving this away for free? Which means I'm going to take a bunch Oh, I love a free stuff. I still love a free I stuff. I love free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? And as a kid, you have so few opportunities to just capitalize on free things because, like, everything in your life is free, so you don't appreciate it at all. This is true. I also used to sometimes, like, when we would go to the garden center, I would, like, take a leaf off of a... <gasps> I know. Bad. I would, I would, like, steal some leaves. and it's no, Okay. <laughs> i've been there i've been in a place of leaf <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to put them in like i don't know i would like i don't even remember what i would do with them sometimes i was also like a small like i was like a small witch yeah time. you had like bit like tiny witch energy you were like a sandwich I you know i would like crumble the leaves and like sometimes you know what sometimes i would like like I would like mash them and make like little poultices and stuff like I would just like oh I read way God. too I read way too much fantasy, Redwall. Can we talk about Redwall? Oh, Redwall will be huge topic of conversation. Redwall gang, Redwall hive. Please rise up. <laughs> <laughs> also zoom is trying to tell me that we have five minutes left and i have to upgrade and i'm like that's not in our agreement zoom you said two people what? under three people can talk unlimited so what zoom well how many minutes has it been um almost 40 i think oh, okay well i guess people can like listen to things if they want to <laughs> Well, why don't we record like a wrap up and then if it does, yeah, we can, like cut it out or something? Okay, <laughs> look at me. Um, so, we did so many tests, guys. We were like, really, we tried to install a Discord bot because we we're really good at things. Yeah, well, anyway, we want to welcome. Um, We want to welcome all of you. We want to welcome each other. We want to welcome everyone to the Not Your Average Jordan's podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to be talking about Jordan's furniture, the Jordan experience growing up in Massachusetts, growing up in New England, um, the 2000s, all kinds of red wall. We're going to be discussing all of it. Truly anything that comes to mind, honestly, because I think – At this point, I'm just living each day as if it's, like, as if it's 2003. Yeah, I'm basically perpetually stuck in a place of, like, 2006, and I can't get out of it. I feel fergalicious, and I just need to, like, express that to the people, I feel like. I think it's time to take it to the people. Because if you don't take it to the people, then you get, like, frustrated millennials that are getting, like, clowned on on TikTok. So yeah, I, it's like, and I don't, like, please don't clown on me. I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I still want a shirt with rhinestones on it that says BB, okay? And if anyone
1: knows- yeah, send that we- to
0: us. BB, sponsor us. True Religion, sponsor us. Bon Dutch. Um, limited, sp- limited to please sponsor us. Abercrombie & Fitch, no thank you. That's a pass from us, but please sponsor oh, us. Anyway. But- shout out to the creators of that documentary white hot, because I think that's, that's the main catalyst for this podcast. I think honestly, yeah. Like after listening to that, I was like, or watching that, I was like, I think that I just think that people growing up in New England had a very, who grew up like around the time that we did, or just in general had like a very special experience that needs to be explored further by two people that went through it themselves and just yeah yeah. this but this is just an exploration and an experiment we're happy to to bring all of you along so welcome to the not your average jordan's podcast we're going to be getting some parmesan bread up in a second and just like settle in oh yes all right guys oh we need we need to have like a a uh, what is it called? Like a tag? A closing tag? Like an intro and outro music and then like a, oh yeah, and like a sign off. No, we need to be like and Bob's your uncle. Now back to you, Walter. (laughs) How about like (laughs) and mom's the word. I don't know. What are they like? I don't know what people say. And submarines away. Friends. I'm just putting words together. Anybody, if anyone knows how to play Mad Libs and can help us out, just like throw your suggestions in that in the room. Yeah, write in and tell yeah. us what <laughs> you want to hear for. We need to we need our next caller. So yeah. Call, write in. Don't call us, please. I won't answer. <laughs> okay. But yeah, let me know. Let us know. Let us both know. All righty. All righty. Okay. Please, <laughs>